morning we worship Yes, Amen, Jesus. Amen, Jesus. Asekatana Babashanda is the bright and morning star. Is the bright and morning star. It was Lucifer that was called Son of the Morning. Ashani Kaporene Yalababashanda. We worship you, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. We honor you. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. We are in the spirit. I know that we are in the spirit. Hallelujah. We are in the spirit. John said I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Hallelujah. Father, may we hear your voice. May we hear your voice as John heard. He was in the spirit on the Lord's day and he heard a voice. Father, may we hear your voice this evening. May we hear the voice of many waters. May we hear the voice of beckoning. May we hear the voice from the heel of the Lord. May we hear your voice, O oh God. That you may show us the things which was, which are, and which shall be. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I want to welcome everyone who is here. Those who have joined us online, God bless you. Thank you for joining. Hallelujah. This is our first meeting after the conference. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Can we just thank the Lord for the last conference, the Watchman's conference that we had? Thank you, Father. You spoke to us, Lord. You were not silent. You were not absent. You came. You came. And you were the Lord of that conference. No man took the glory. You were the speaker. You were the main speaker. You were the only speaker. Thank you, Jesus. We give you room, Lord. We give you space to speak to your people. We bring our hearts for you to write upon it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Marie Cantali Barakabaya. Father, we pray this day that the words which you spoke to us shall not waste. They shall not be lost in our days. In the name of Jesus, we bring our hearts, O oh God, for instructions, O oh God, that we may fulfill what you deliver to us, Father. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I believe that's what, that is going to be the core of all our meetings going forward. Praise God. Hallelujah. That the sounds that we are released 
from the throne of God, from the heart of God. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah, come and sit here. Man, that your this thing from this place. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And the things that were released to us, none will be lost. Amen? Thank you, Father. Yeah, you can sit here. Don't worry, I'll give you permission to sit. Is that my seat? Sit. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. So how many people here have had the boldness or the courage to look into the next seven years since after the conference? How many people have brought it to their focus since that conference? That the Lord apportioned to us another seven years. I believe we didn't enter that seventh year during the conference. I believe it already began a few months ago, like two or three months ago. But it was that day, it was very clear. I knew two, three, we knew, my husband and I, we knew two, three months ago we had entered into a new season. We were saying it. The Lord gave us a scripture to, to confirm it. That's Genesis chapter 26. Rehoboth, okay? But I didn't know that the measurement was for seven years until during the conference. Praise God. Hallelujah. And um, if you know God, God is new every day. So in these seven years, there will be measures of newness. As we complete a template, we enter into another new. As we complete a template, we enter into another new. Do you, do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Praise God. Hallelujah. It's like when you enter into a year, yeah, it's made up of 12 months. It's made up, of, made up of 52 weeks. And it's made up of 365 days. And every day, there are 24 hours. Now, every single hour and every single week and every single month counts to that one year. Praise God. So if you're waiting for December 31st, then you, you would have wasted... 12 solid months. If you don't engage that year tangibly from day one, the likelihood that you would fulfill that year will be lost. So that's why I'm asking who has measured their seventh year? Who has been able to see, imagine what the next seven years will look like or the next six and a half years? We've, we've already taken a, a bit of a bite of that seventh year. I believe so. Anybody? Microphone, yes. Give to... Um. Now, because of the... Um, because of the... Um, intensity. I believe God is very intense with us right now because of the intensity of um, these words and this pronouncement I want you to speak in a generic form am I making sense you raise up your hand right 
I want you to speak in a generic form. Because sometimes some of our steps should be secret, should be enclosed. So you share what you have to share. Do you understand what I'm saying? Please, if I'm not speaking in general phone, just just cut me. Eh? <laughs> if, I, if I'm not saying, if I'm not speaking in general form, just cut me. Okay, good. That's fine. Yeah, Flow yeah. with the spirit. Yeah, so um, so I believe, okay, after the conference, um, I had to like just soak the conference in. So I took some, some I did some things. I, t- I did some spiritual activities. And um, in that process as well, what you said also was confirmed by um, Papa Paul, Paul King David. Um, he also mentioned, so that was the message of ease that was released like two days after the conference. So he also mentioned that we have seven, seven years left. And he was mentioning the ministries that, that needs to be designed for the next seven years. And was it was aligned with everything the Lord gave us as download. So um, during that season, which was like last week to like till now so my i mean my my quest has been god what is my own assignments personally like what is my personal responsibility for this next seven years as an individual to make like the collective agenda that's right like what's my own contribution to this and personally for me um it's more my heart like my heart posture to the things of what he's doing and also humility humility of expression of what he's going to be doing Yes, so, um, yeah, and some of those things has begun. I just pray that. I pray against distraction in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, so, yeah, so for me, it has been, because I've, after the, I've never really enjoyed God like this. After the conference, it was so beautiful. I lost appetite even for physical food. Come on. <laughs> Anyone that knows me knows that. You love I, food. Yes, actually two portions <laughs> of anything that is given. But I can't even finish one portion. And I'm like, God, what's going on? Because I'm actually hungry, but I can't finish one portion. You're not hungry for something yes, else. Yes, yes, yes. I can't really like finish one portion. And, um, so some I'm more intentional about more of my spiritual activities. So I cannot just not do it. Like even if I'm not doing it, like you know the guilt of stealing. Like to just be and when I just say God, it's just release and I will have to like press and so it has been like a personal journey and I, I pray and I believe I will not be distracted. Amen. Thank you, Father. One of the things that we're going to be engaging desperately here is the ministry of the blood. Is the ministry of the blood. Um, um, about the time, just before we began to um, share on, just before we began to share on uh, the Rehoboth, the word Rehoboth, uh, Pastor was teaching on blood covenant. As I was teaching on blood covenant, and I believe the Lord redirected us to pay attention to the blood covenant because now we're journeying into dimensions. That's the truth. And you're going to need the blood, and you're going to need the power of that covenant desperately. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says that they overcame him by the what? By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Now, the dragon does not like the birthing of the sons. You know that. 
Is that a frightening news? Is that a frightening information? It's common, right? It should be, it should be elementary wisdom to us that Satan doesn't want sons to arise. Now, the reason why Jezebel is in the church or comes to church is to cut off the voice of the prophet. And it is the voice of the prophet that will make sons. Prophets are not made by men that can't hear God. That's just what prophet means. It's not, it's not the people that are prophesying. You can prophesy and you're not a prophet. But the raising, for a son to be raised in the house, it has to be done by a man that has the capacity and the ability to hear God. Okay? To hear God, to know the mind of God, to know the direction that the people ought to go. That is the prophet. So, because of that, Jezebel doesn't like that. Because Jezebel knows that the rising of, the, of sons is the end of her ministry. Praise God. You have something to say? You're seeing something? Jesus walked into my room on Sunday. Jesus, oh my God. I saw Jesus on Sunday. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. I saw Jesus on Sunday. Oh, hallelujah. Oh my just, God. <laughs> oh my God. Just walk into my room. I, I, like literally, just walk into mm. my room and there was there was light in my room. And I'm like, I just finished praying. I was like, okay, Jesus, I did not see you, shall let me just let me press computer small. So as I was on my computer. I just saw, like, I just looked back. I just saw, like, literally, like, saw somebody walk through my door, and there was light in my room. I didn't even know what to do. I was just looking like this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. One of the, one of the promises of that conference is that after that conference, people were going to be breaking into dimensions and encounters and be having visitations. Those were specific things that... Um, we said would happen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I believe that that conference actually is a conference that when you leave the conference, you go on another expedition with the Lord of praying, fasting, seeking Him. You know, um, so the aura or the euphoria of the conference doesn't wear out. So that we can be able to capture everything that was meant for us. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. So, anyone else that has been able to peep into the seven years, the next seven years that um, the Lord is saying that we have, at least I know that for us, it's math, it was spiritual mathematics, right? The Lord said you had finished the first seven years. And now you have entered into the next seven years. That's kind of like when Jesus appeared to Kenahagin and said to him, you have finished the first phase of your ministry. And now you're about to enter into the second phase of your ministry. I don't even think, I think we, where we were seven years ago is preparation for our ministry, for the ministry. I believe that now the ministry has begun. You were, were you trying to understand? Yes. Okay. Yes. If you remember Kenneth Higgins' life, he pastored for 12 years. Okay? When he got into ministry, he pastored for 12 years. And after he pastored for 12 years, 
when the Lord wanted to change the direction of his ministry, he came to him and he told him, he said, I have allowed you to pastor for 12 years, but you're not a pastor. And he was shocked. He said, I'm not a pastor. He said, yes. But he had pastored for 12 years and God said, I allowed that to happen because it was training ground for you. Praise God. So now you're going to be precise. You're going to enter fully into your ministry and you are going to enter into the first phase after 12 years first phase after 12 years and then the Lord said to him he said many of my servants never enter into the first phase of their ministry before they die that's that's very frightening that always frightens me praise God hallelujah so so anyone else that has something Pastor yes thank you so what we're doing is a review. When you're coming for fellowship now, please come with your notebooks to write down things. Instructions are going to be coming to us, which when we go, we should steward them. Otherwise, we will forget. You will sincerely forget. It's not because... Now I'm understanding. I never used to write before. But now I've realized that writing is very important. Not necessarily jotting down notes as it were but you see there are things that are compasses that will be coming down as the messages are going on meetings are going to change instructions are going to change but do you understand what i'm saying uh-huh. and as we journey with the with the lord we're going to be getting into more and more breakouts that will cause raw uh, patterns to come down to us that we must receive to become Okay, let me stop here, Pastor Chi. Okay, praise God. Um, one of one of the things that you know um, kept coming to my heart so strongly um, is um, the tabernacle, as in the glory of God after building the tabernacle. You know, after the tabernacle was built, um, the glory descended. So one of the things that kept coming to my heart so strongly is um, the the manifestation of um, the presence of God is going to be so raw, so raw. But, you know, there is a process that the Lord is introducing to us, which is actually building the things that will contain the glory or that will enable the glory to find expression. And... Um, what I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing, the, um, how do I explain it? It's beyond what we can comprehend. That's, uh, you know, it's something, is very, very large. It's beyond what we can actually comprehend. But this is my, this is my, you know, my ultimate desire is, like as you just said, you know, receiving the blueprint and building uh, you know, according to that blueprint, because that is what is a sure thing that when we follow the pattern, the glory naturally will descend. The glory naturally will descend. So that is what actually is before me. You know, someone I kept seeing so strong in my heart. It was on the point, see so strong in my heart that God will help us as in, in you know, as in we align ourselves and collectively, you know, we can be able to hear the spirit. And every one of us. So if there is a call for we to do something, 
or if there is a call for which obey particular instruction, you know, collectively we can be able to see it and begin to know we are not just doing religion. You understand? We are, we are actually tapping into something which God has actually promised us and for which to come to a place of experience. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Che. Uh, Emmanuel. do the assignment of picking into the next seven years but what I was just thinking when you were talking about next seven years of ministry you know and it was just reminding me of the story of Joseph seven years of plenty and seven years of famine and it was just something I was um, me and my wife were discussing um, today and one of the things we were discussing was that about like at the end of that reign there were two people that did not sell themselves because Pharaoh bought everybody apart from two classes of people, the children of Israel and the priests of Egypt. So we're just talking about how priesthood was the only one that survived that next seven years. The priesthood of God, which Joseph, which um, the priesthood of God that was preserved by Joseph and the family of Israel and the priest of Egypt also survived in that season too. So I was just thinking about that one year. Praise the Lord. But at the end of the day, the priesthood of Joseph judged the priesthood of Egypt, swallowed it, destroyed it, and, and crumbled the system. So that also, in fact, what you said is so, is so powerful because when we traveled, I asked my husband, I said, because he's the one, he's, I believe he's, he hammered on famine for a long time, okay? A famine was coming, a famine was coming. And um, so I asked him, at that meeting, no, that day, I said, okay, so we, you know, when you talk about famine, people think of what to do to preserve food, right? So what do we need to do? Because I don't think the famine is that type of famine, even though that type of famine might come. Praise God. And he said, Joseph. He told me, Joseph. He said, we need to enter into Joseph and get a blueprint from Joseph on what he did for the 14 years he was in, in charge, in authority. And um, a week or so after, or two days after, um, one of our sisters, you know her, shared a dream that she had. And in that dream, there were men that were dressed in black suits that came out of water, that had the tails of fish. And they had briefcases. And they marched out of that water. And they were um, strange spirits that were coming to mingle with men to attack the financial life. Okay? And then instantly, God took her in that revelation, in that encounter, God took her to Egypt. And then she saw a man and they told her it was Joseph. And I think she saw pyramids. And the Lord instructed that that is the pattern to go. But it is a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. Sorry? Please speak, speak, speak. You know, our meetings are going to, they are going to be equipping meetings. You know, not just to preach down your, do you understand? You leave. You are going to be able to hold by the grace of God. So you need to pray for us a lot. You're going to be able to hold tangible spiritual things that you can apply. Eh? 
You see, it's not easy to apply spiritual things. Go home after fellowship. Life continues. But it's not going to be like that anymore. If we have to arrive at destination. So the building has to be intentional. The patterning has to be intentional. The words have to be intentional. The activities have to be intentional. The prayers have to be intentional. With a focus in front of us. All right. Emmanuel, you wanted to say something else. Give her the mic. Give him the mic, sorry. Because when you just mentioned the wisdom of Joseph, then I thought to share more. Because okay. I was just thinking. Okay, good. Yes, because when you mentioned it. Because when we were discussing also, we're, we're, we're talking about um, Joseph and how he was able to survive that season. The Bible says in Psalm 105 that the, the word of the Lord tested him mm. and proved him before it allowed him to be ready for that new season. That's, um, and he was able to rule in Egypt and enter dominion. And so we see that the Lord tested his heart. But one of the things we were discussing about was Joseph was not just an interpreter. He knew what to do. And we could see seasons of his life for him having a dream, not knowing how to interpret it. For him, to him then having a dream, then having the interpretation, he could tell the butler and he could tell the um, wine, um, the cup bearer what to do. To him transitioning to not just seeing what is in the spirit, but knowing what to do. Yeah. Like he said, there's going to be farming for seven years. And this and is this, what we should this do. and this is what to do. Yeah. And what we're sharing is that interpreters don't get to rule. Only people that have wisdom get to rule. Because by by wisdom, kings reign. So Pharaoh was able to recognize that this is a king because he had the wisdom of what to do in that season. And the reason why we're just saying that, we're talking about um, different kings, both godly and evil kings. And we're saying that they didn't get to that position by happenstance or circumstance. They did something. They fulfilled a law that enabled them reign the way they reigned. And we give examples of, for example, Nebuchadnezzar, that he had a dream, and he knew that dream was of importance. It is the glory of God to hide a matter is the diligence of a king to seek it. And he did every single thing to find out the meaning of the dream. And when Nebuchadnezzar found out the meaning of the dream, he didn't just stop there. God, you are saying my tower will only be, my, my, my kingdom will only be gold for this year. No, that's not possible. I'm going to erect a statue that will be full gold and everybody must worship it so I can extend my kingdom. And, you know, we talked about Herod. Herod didn't just say, hey, Okay, a king is going to be born. He called the wise men. Where did the prophet say the people, ah, it's going to be Bethlehem. Okay, let's kill every child from this age to this age. So we're just sharing that these people were not kings because of mistake or something. They were principles they obeyed that enabled them to sit on the throne. And we're just talking about Joseph, that he, he, he journeyed from just being a dreamer to an interpreter to someone that had wisdom on how to divert situations, how to ensure the will of God was enforced on situations. So I just thought to share that. Hallelujah. That's awesome. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can we pray in other tongues? Can we pray in the spirit? While you're praying in the spirit, I want you to be intentional. I want us to be intentional. I want us to be intentional. 
this is Mount Zion the city of the living God for we have come to Mount Zion we have come to the city of the living God we have come to the innumerable company of angels we have come to the spirits of just men made perfect we have come to the God the judge of all Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is a season to not defy spiritual authority. We've never emphasized spiritual authority in this ministry. But we've, we're in a very precarious season of this ministry with critical assignments if, I, if you permit me to use that word. Praise God. Hallelujah. And all I would just say is that this is a season to not defy spiritual authority, to not disdain spiritual authority, and not to um, submit to spiritual authority. This is a season where you must submit to spiritual authority. That's what I mean. Now, understanding that the purpose for spiritual authority is for your making. It's for your making. It is not for witchcraft. It's not for manipulation. It's not for self-worship. It's not for self-glory. It's not for the building of a name of man but it's for the building of the name of the Lord in you so that the Lord can use you for what he has intended so when the day of your use comes you will not be discarded because everyone has an appointment with God make no mistake about it every single person on the earth and then from the earth he has given birth to children now, all his children have appointments. All his children have appointments with him. But what happens is that in the day of your appointment, they pick you up as a vessel. They examine you, and if you're not good enough, you'll be discarded. That's why the scripture says that let no man do what? Take your place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can we pray in the spirit a bit again? Father, we thank you. Father, we ask that you repair our bridges, repair our foundations, 
repair our hearts, Lord. I want you to ask the Lord to repair your hearts. Those targets you put before you, Francis, is for each and every one of us. The hearts must be right. The hearts must be right. If the heart is not right, it's a waste of time. The heart must be right. Akopa shandali baragababa. Father, we just thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for writing upon us, inscribing upon us, circumcising our hearts. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit, for lengthening our days. There's a people arising on the earth. There's a people, an army arising on the earth. Who will do the beating of the Lord? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I believe that, you know, um, the template before us is the, the building of the tabernacle. Praise God. That's a template before us for the next seven years. What I mean by the building of the tabernacle, I don't mean we should go and replicate Aaron's tabernacle. I don't mean that you should design it. I don't mean you should put it in your house. Praise God. I just want us to understand what it is that God is looking for. The building of the tabernacle means the building of the house of God. Finish. That's what it means. Yes. Please, can you give him the mic? Okay, what I want to share with Solomon's temple was constructed in seven years. Seven years. Shakabasata. Glory to God. I don't think these are all coincidences, right? Do we think they are all coincidences? Praise God. So if you're a part of this company, if you're listening to us online, I want you to take this company seriously. So if you know you've been called here, we just came out from a meeting now, my husband and I, where we went to minister. And um, the pastor of that um movement that group he said something he called out two groups of people people that were in the in the governmental circle who think that they are called to the governmental sphere forget about what we did okay just you get the essence of my story when i finish and then people that are in business to make money okay and he said something he said please if you do not see yourself as a part of what he's doing and their ministry is also a bit like apostolic. They don't have a church. They don't meet on Sunday. So it's a bit also like an apostolic. So you have people from different places who come together to, um, you know, 
do that stuff, what, what they are doing. He said, if you don't think you are, you've been called to this place, he said, don't come. He said, this job is your shepherd's job. Let your shepherd where you believe you are called to do that job for you. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't understand what I'm saying. He was releasing a grace. He wanted some specific graces released upon his people who function in the governmental circle, who believe they are called to the government. Now, there are believers, you know, I'm not here to approve or disapprove. I'm just telling a story. So there are believers that believe they are called to the governmental You know, the seven mountains thing. So I don't know whether they believe in seven mountains or not, but he talked about those who are planted in government. Okay? Because also in Nigeria, Christianity and, um, and politics is looking like they are coming to marry each other, particularly with the change of baton we're expecting the David on the throne or the Daniel or, you know, all of that, okay? Um, there's a role that believers play in every society. So there's a role that believers play in who sits on the throne of a nation as a ruler. So I'm not saying that believers have no role at all at all. But let's leave that one for another day. Is that how the role is played that is the issue. Okay? So he was calling for people in government, who have maybe they are judges, you know, uh -huh. or they believe they are called to government or called to politics eventually. And then he was also calling for business people, people who are doing business, who desire to make a lot of money and wanted them to be, was calling for God to bless them, for those in government to be promoted, to be pushed ahead so that they can have a voice, Okay. Because if you have a voice in government, you can see that play out in America a lot. There's a battle in America. American Christians do not take their Christianity literal. They take their Christianity to the places, their places of influence. So you see those in the House of Reps, they are fighting with the leftists, you know. And these ones that are on the right want to enforce the laws of God. What they think is the laws of God, they want to enforce it. Okay. A whole lot of things are mixed up. So that's not a pattern for us to follow particularly. But I'm just saying how, you know, things are going. So in calling for that prayer, he called. He said, please don't come out. Except you are called to this commission. For what he wants to release. He wants to release it for those who are called to this commission. It's not that he doesn't want you to make money. Right? It's not that he doesn't want you to make money. He doesn't, if you're not in that place, he doesn't want you to make money or that he doesn't want you to enter into governmental circles if you're not there. But he's saying that the call is calling for now. This consecration now is for his people. So, and I'm saying that to say that there is a call that has gone out to those of us who are in this company. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, the building that we're doing, make sure you don't miss out of it. The structure, spiritual structure that is going to be raised, the instruction was given to us who are here. I believe it's the same instruction to every, to all believers. But it's not, I can, I can guarantee that it's not all believers that will hear it. And it's not all believers that have heard it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Am I making sense? Good. So it is critical that we are very attentive in the spirit. And there was something that uh, um, um, Francis said 
Francis said two things. His heart and then humility. Meekness. Walking in the place of meekness and humility. So, walking in meekness and humility means, what it just means is that your heart is ready to receive instructions from the Lord. And that the fear of the Lord will rule your heart. It's, it's, it's a proud man that does not bend at the instructions of the Lord. Yes, you, you, saw, you have something to say. Yes, ma'am. So, ma'am, I've had... I've had like several, I've been privileged to like, had like several experiences during this season. And um, before I continue, so when we were worshiping, there's an open heaven there, till now, like ascending and descending, there. Um, um, so when he was mentioning seven, um, so I just remember that during the week, I had a visitation with like seven saints. And um, I can only recognize like, uh, I think four or three of them, like I could really like recognize them, but other ones I could not recognize them. So there were like some instructions and and, and that as well. And um, so during the week as well, um, I also believe that one of one of the things God is bringing us for in this season is um, maybe it's me personally, but um, discerning um, discerning the heart of men towards. So for example, a friend of my um had a wedding i could not go um i missed it and it has been like four months and um um so i've been trying to reach out to each other blah blah, blah. it wasn't successful so during during the week um she i now called her to like oh to apologize for not meeting the med wedding and all and immediately as i said i apologize i mean there was just an open heaven and i saw everything for them, I mean, I was prepared to see like everything for them for the next like, for for the next amount of years of their life, and she was just telling me that oh they just finished praying about those things that I mentioned to them now. I, I never knew they relocated to the US. I was mentioning that oh this 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 this, and she was like oh Francis they just relocated to the US. I mean, what secret I was not privileged. I don't know these things, and um. I've not been privileged to know these things before till after the conference. Like, there are some things that I can't even explain that just goes on till now. And some I can't even share because they sound so, they sound so unreal. I can't even share. And I'm like, okay, God. Yeah, so. That. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the, the heavens are open over everyone to experience these things. So some, depending on the kind of office or the kind of gifting that is functioning in your life, that would depend on, that would reflect on how you would receive it, okay? But the truth is that the things I'm saying, I didn't have any experience, I didn't have any encounters as it were, but I know them. So I'm telling you what the Lord is saying without hearing his voice audibly, by knowing what he is saying and what he wants us to do, and he is confirming them with prophetic experiences. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the operations of God that are going to coming to us are going to come manifesting themselves in the peculiarity of your giftings and your positioning. So what I'm saying is position your heart aright. Position your heart aright so that when the numbers are counted, you will not be missing and you will not be lost in what God wants to do. That's what I'm saying. 
speak into the mic because we have online audience. We have more audience online than we have in here. So the immunity of hearts is not just for ourselves. So for example, um, you've not been prepared to raise the dead before and God, you, I mean, in this season, you are able to raise the dead. So the immunity of hearts is to the manifestation of what God is doing. So you... Yes, I will I will teach what he's saying. What he's saying is that when the fullness or some of the manifestations, some of the things God is going to be bringing us into, if we are faithful, I always like to attach the word if, because whatever God wants to do on the earth is subject still subject to a man. Did you hear what I said? God is sovereign, but to the degree that man is not involved. Once a man gets involved, a man can destroy the plan of God completely. A man can scatter God's plan. A man might not hear what God is doing. Once there was a particular season in my life and a, a lady called me and said that when she was praying, she wasn't praying for me. She just heard them say, chine, chine, chine. tell her that what the decision she is taking now is spoiling my plans. And then she said, she doesn't call me chine. She doesn't have the boldness to call me by my name. So whoever was saying that thing was either Satan or God to her to give me that information. I said, okay, go and pray and ask them what it is. Do you understand what I'm saying? So what I'm just saying is a man can scuttle the plan of God. I had a dream about myself once. I was driving a car. How many of you know that in dreams, your car is your, your life movement, right? It can be your journey in life. So it can represent your ministry, it can represent your career, it can represent your marriage, it can represent your business, it can represent your family. Now, I was driving that car and I was on top speed. And in, while I was driving that car, I got to a, a, an interjection, that's what you call it, right? A crossroad. Eh? Intersection, yes. I got to an intersection, there was traffic lights. Now, the traffic lights said green or red. I've forgotten now. I might need to go and check again. But I sped past that thing and there was a car coming on my left. Okay? It was the horn of the car that woke me up. I was driving on top speed and I was sleeping. Who posted a... Who posted the, uh, the, the car... Uh, uh, what do you call it, that guy? A Tesla car that someone was driving and the person was sleeping. Because the car is auto control. So in that dream, I was sleeping and I was on top speed. And that car almost rammed into me. And if it rammed into me, it was going to kill me. Because I was on the driver's side on the left side. So it was a horn. That woke me up in the dream. And I stopped. And then I reversed back. And then I asked the person, the man I met... I said, this is where I'm going. He said, you have missed two turns. Now, if that horn did not sound, I was going to miss the next one because I was at, at that intersection, I was meant to turn right. So in that dream, they said, turn right and keep going straight until you get to that city. And I woke up from the dream. So you see that two expressions of God because when you answer yes to God and you follow his pattern clearly he's fulfilling his word when you don't his word is not being fulfilled 
So our disobediences can frustrate the plan of God because each person is a building block in the house of God. In the general house of God, each person is a brick. Some are the window area, some are the door area. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if you miss out in your specific obedience, you have altered the plan of God in full. That's which every joint supplies. So having a heart that is broken, contrite, meek, and fearful is critical if what God wants to do will be done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we're just drinking from the conference, right? We're breaking it down to how it will touch us and how we will yield to the spirit that God released to us during the conference. So when God begins to do, there was a vision he shared with me. And in that vision, there was um, the world-renowned healing ministers right the, the one of the one of the uh, the uh, old saints that came now two or three of them three of them ministered with me when i was speaking during the conference according to what he saw my the others were sitting down waiting you know why they were sitting down waiting their ministry has not been activated it's not happening yet but they came because we are we have an allocation in those ministries do you understand so i believe sorry yes we have a portion in that pizza i'm so looking forward to it but i believe that it is the ministry the ministry mantle or the ministry uh, uh, um, pattern the instructions that was, is going to come out after the patterns of the one who ministered with me that will trigger off. This is my understanding. Let's pray in other tongues. Let's pray in other tongues. Father, we, we ask for your rain, Father. We ask for your wisdom. We ask for your pen. We ask for your tools. We ask for humility. We ask for meekness. We ask for the fear of the Lord. We ask for desire, a change of desire, a change of desire, a change of pleasure. We judge laziness. We judge procrastination. Maseka tuka pantalika paranagabaragaboria santelebobo. Eseka toko pasandalikapa. Mayaka suka taka papa papa yandere degebo sota yalababa. Mashakata nakapa sika tandelegebo sika pata yalababa. Mareka pata yanababa shika tandalagabababa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So in order for us to arrive at where God wants to take us to, it is important that we begin to teach and fellowship, teach and fellowship with the 
spirits of the just men that came. Okay? So some of the things that I would encourage us to do as a people is, please go read Moses. Okay, go read Moses. Don't read Moses. You know, Moses is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. That's where Moses ends. And Numbers, yes. Okay? But Numbers is more or less like numbering, you know, dividing the lands and numbering the children of Israel and allocations and all of that. Okay, go read Moses. When you are reading Moses, don't read Moses like history. Read it like, like Moses. Praise God. Look for his secrets. Look for his habits. Okay, so when he went to the priest of Midian and he lived with the priest of Midian for 40 years, what did he do while he was there? Because that was the priesthood that trained him. After what his experience in Egypt. In, ex in Egypt, not so strong because he was living like a king's son, right? So he was involved with some of the things that... But when it came for him to, be, to officiate proper, proper, I believe that was also at the time when he rose up and killed, when he became a man of himself, right? And now his life was beginning to have expression independent of whatever anybody might think. So he rose up and killed the Egyptian. And because of that, they sent him to Midian, and while he was there in the wilderness, God retrained him, trained Egypt out of him while keeping it for because he was going to confront Pharaoh. If he wasn't born in Pharaoh's house, he, timidity would not even allow him to go near there, no matter how many times he saw God. So there are certain parts we we'll have to go through in life because of assignment. I always tell people it is because of assignment. If you take your eyes off assignment, you will miss it. God can tell you go to Harvard as bad as it is. But the reason he's sending you there is because there's an assignment. It's close by. It's either in 40 years time or in 10 years time or in 20 years time. There's someone you're going to meet there that has something to do with the kingdom. There's someone you are going to impact there. It might just be a one day meeting but it will change the course of a nation for the rest of their lives. And for that purpose, God will tell you, go to Harvard. It's not because of the glory of Harvard. God doesn't need Harvard to make you. He doesn't. Praise, praise the Lord. So am I making sense? So you read such things. You read their lives. Read their habits. Find out the ones that were approved of God. Find out the ones that were not approved of God. Don't copy them verbatim. Just open your spirit, man, when you are reading. Your own instructions will come. Because your instructions will be peculiar to you to be peculiar to you to be peculiar to your assignment to be peculiar to your role praise God hallelujah so you read you read Moses you read John the Baptist praise God if you want to read John the Baptist completely read Elijah they are the one and the same Praise God. Elijah just appeared. Elijah did Tishbite. Where was he? In the wilderness. That's where John the Baptist was. He was in the wilderness. Eating, uh, John the Baptist was eating locust and uh, wild honey. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. Thank you for what you're doing with us. Read Hagen. Read Hagen. Lamb's wife, please write someone in Lamb's wife, put this down. Um, we're going to read, one of the books we're going to read is I Believe in Visions. That was ministered to me yesterday night when I was praying. I believe it was. But maybe what triggered that was because I listened to Porky Davis on Thursday and what he was saying. Now I have found out that almost, almost, almost all the men who are working in the new wine company prophetic new wine company of this generation have been students of Kenneth Hagin. At one season or the other in their lives, at the foundation, at the beginning seasons of their lives, they took time to read Hagin. And like, yes. Please ask. Please, just wanted to understand, why are we studying this men? I just really need to... The reason why we're studying this men is that we had a visitation of them. At the conference, while I was speaking at the conference, they, that was, you know, I understand that my husband had been saying also before I came that when a new seven years, I didn't know, I didn't know, but Paul Keith also said, so when I said that the Lord was giving us, measuring to us another, in the next seven years, and was, so we had to calculate when fellowship started in this ministry, and truly, truly, it was seven. We entered, we ended the seventh year as we entered this year. I didn't know that mathematics in my head. Okay. So, and then, in while I was speaking, while I was speaking, um, you know, setting operations, there were demonstrations of the spirit. And then, um, one of the prophetic giftings in Ami said, he saw three people enter. And while I was speaking, there was light. Also, earlier on, when my husband was preaching, that seven elders came and he was in their midst. Okay? And then, um, but when I was preaching, that the, the light, there was light all, all around here, and that light was going, I, I, don't, I didn't want to share this that day. I didn't even want him to share it because I don't want attention to myself because it's not about me. Me, I didn't know what was happening. So it's not about me. Okay? It's about the operations of what God wants to do here. So anybody that opened that portal that day could have had the same experience. Permit me to say that. So, but while I was speaking, there was this light round here and the light was going up and up and down. And one of the things he noticed was that my face was changing. I wore four faces that day. Okay? And during the ministration, um, the first person that came was Kenneth Hagen. And then the next person, John the Baptist. And the next person is Moses. Okay, so he shared that. I didn't quite know what to do with it. So we began to, we continued the meeting and began to preach. And then I had understanding. Instantly I had an understanding of why they came. Okay, and immediately I said that understanding. Pastor Douglas was a Pastor Douglas said, yes, that's correct. And he had written a prophecy that he had received by himself that was exactly what I was saying. Okay, and then almost instantly I began to talk about the prophetic, how the spirit of prophecy was very strong in our midst. And people began to, I saw this, I heard this, I heard this instruction. Do you understand what I'm saying? Good. So, you, you need to understand, a lot of people are seeing visions, but they don't even know what to do with the visions. 
So that's why we are all going round and round in a circle. The purpose of that conference, the core meat of that conference is that God is building a house. And God wants to raise a people to himself. So they brought to us the pattern of the building that will make that man that we're talking about. That's what was delivered to us. So it's very important that we follow it. If we don't follow it, we'll miss out. Am I, do you understand now? Good. So why I'm telling you to study this, I'm not asking to study the men per se, but study what they brought, their ministry, what they taught. Do you understand? And for God to use them the way he used them, there's a way they lived. Because they were not the only men living in their generation. Okay, so this boy took, left this conference, entered into praying and fasting, shutting himself up, seeking the Lord, worshipping him. What happened? The heavens just opens. Literally just pours out on him. And Jesus visits him. So his hunger is being met. But another person leaves the conference and goes for a party. And is rejoicing that we had such a powerful conference. We had such a great conference. God spoke into my life. God did wonders in my life. But what, is, what has it produced? Nothing. Why? You have not engaged that door that was open. So what I'm trying to do, what I'm trusting the Lord that we'll be doing, we are trying to do, my husband and I, that going forward, all our administration in all, everywhere we're ministering, whether it's Word for Now, whether it's Open Book, whether it's PHB, whether it's Melchizedek School, whether it's 6 a.m. prayers, it's going to be in a manner that the ingredients that has been given, the instructions that have been given to us will be brought out so that God can be able to raise the people the way he wants to raise them. The essence is that the people receive meat that we make them. Yes, please. So this is a techni spiritual technical class. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, two things. Just want to call to remember that the word that we have concerning the wells. Isaac dug the wells his father dug. Yes. And then Rehoboth has made room for us. Yes. So uh, it's um, what you call well, going through that same thing, digging the wells of our ancestors and discovering Rehoboth, the one that the Lord made room for us. Then also... We also have been speaking about spiritual heritage for a while. Um, even the theme of the conference was spiritual heritage. And a major um, point in spiritual heritage that has been highlighted over time as far as inheritance, receiving heritage is concerned, is that when someone is, has received spiritually someone's, um, by spiritual heritage, someone's, yes, received heritage from someone spiritually, the way you activate that is by walking in their footsteps. Like Mama said, it's not literally doing exactly what they did per se, but opening up your heart so that that spirit that they carried can minister to you how to finish what they started, if that makes sense. So you'd see someone like a Jacob, he goes to where Abraham offers sacrifices. And because he walked in the footsteps of Abraham, what happened was an encounter that was met for Abraham, he had the same encounter. If you check, he had similar experiences as well. Same thing with David, same thing with Elisha after receiving Elijah's mantle. It was when he went back and asked, where is the God of Elijah? Then what happened? The same thing that happened to Elijah happened to him. He walked in the footsteps of Elijah. So you're going to find like the reason for studying what the instruction that she's giving is because to be able to, and you're not listening to like she mentioned, it's not doing what they did verbatim. For example, somebody they killed animals. Getting a, a cow is going to be dangerous for, for your spiritual walk. <laughs> but if you open up your heart and then you're vulnerable to the spirit of God, then you'll be able to discover what does this mean for me right now at this point in time, if that makes sense. So I'm just... Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Do you understand? Do you understand? Huh? Greater understanding. 
Please ask, ask. Uh, why? You can ask now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. I don't just want to drag people behind that. Yes, way. yes, yes. Okay. You know, um, you know, you hear messages looking at Christ, looking at Christ, looking mm -hmm. at Christ. Mm -hmm. So when you bring these things to me, sometimes what is just what just came to my heart is okay. I thought I meant to look at Christ because they are. It's so, important that you ask that question for the benefit of everybody, so that they won't say now that in the cave now they are now saying that Kenyan is who to look, looking on to Kenyan, the author and the finisher of our faith. No. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What I'm just saying is that there are things they taught. There are things they taught. And there are things they became. Right? So those things they taught, God is saying, these are the models that you used to raise the people. You used to raise the house. Kenneth Hagin taught on faith. But if you read Kenneth Hagin letters, you will not end like him. many of his children are laboring for the world permit me to use that permit, permit me okay and if you listen to him very well he said he is not the capstone of the prophets even in this generation he said he did not fully enter into the office of a prophet he said after he is gone that there are prophets that are going to come who will enter into the prophetic properly and carry out that ministry properly so it means that there were dimensions of God he didn't see that those who have come after him will, are able to see. But he has laid a foundation that you are supposed to build upon. Do you understand? So, for example, he taught you practically on how to be healed. Practically on how to depend on God. Practically on how to trust God. My husband prefers to call it trusting God than faith. Okay? Now, every believer must learn those things. If you don't learn how to exercise your faith in God's word and be well, and you want to enter into the dim this dimension of life, Jezebel might kill you. I'm coming from a meeting where a particular brother came to speak. And he said the Lord sent him to Lagos three years ago. Was it three years ago? I can't remember how many years ago he sent him to Lagos. And he asked him to do specific things. I think it was supposed to hold a four or five days that the waters of Lagos had issues you know just dealing with the sorcery and all kinds of things in Lagos he said by the third day of that meeting he was struck with so much sickness they had to carry him out of Lagos and when he got home they rushed him to the hospital and it became so bad that he died he died for eight minutes his heart literally stopped beating and his wife is young he's a young guy Praise God. He was so excited to meet, meet us. He said, so you are Kevadlam? I said, yes. He said, Jesus. You know, praise the Lord. And he said that they woke him. After about eight minutes, he came back to life. And he told his wife that, you know, when he woke up, he must have seen his wife praying. You know, and he told her to calm down. My work has not finished. He said, it will be a disgrace for Satan to take me out like this and I'll die in the hospital. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, it is critical that if you journey with God, if you start journeying, why did they, why did they attack him? There were things he came here to do that they didn't want him to do. And then they realized that he's a prophet of this dimension. The next thing is cut him off. 
So they can get sick and you die and be say, hey, what happened to that man of God? He didn't commit any sin. No. He didn't commit any fornication. No. He wasn't even walking in disobedience. He was trying to do what God asked him to do. The only thing is that he was inadequately prepared. He was not thoroughly prepared. Do you understand what I'm saying? So every rudiment of righteousness is important for you to learn it. The Bible says, add to your faith virtue. Add to virtue knowledge. Do you understand? So it's important for you to learn those things. Go and le learn it well. That's what I'm saying. Those principles of faith, those principles of trusting God, believing God, depending on the word of God for living. For your daily life. God wants us to establish that properly in the lives of people. That's the meaning of Hagen coming. That's what it means. That's just what they are saying. It's not come and worship Hagen. It's not raise an altar for him. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. So, um, I think another way you should look at it is honor. Right? Um, during the conference, Pastor Dan Lady was talking about we honoring, we honoring. Um, no, 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 no. I don't want to go to honor. No, no, no. It's our instruction is not about honor. I'm not talking about honor, and I'm not saying we should not honor the fathers, right? Bible says we should not speak evil of dignitaries. So I'm not saying we should dishonor the fathers. I'm saying that there is a template for raising the people that are here that God has given us, and part of the that template is that Namde, I must teach you. How to depend on God's word for your life. Teach you how to depend on God's word for your health. Teach you how to depend on God's word for your finances. Teach you how to depend on God's word for your, with your emotions. Teach you how to handle your emotions with God's word. Teach you the rudiments, the practical rudiments of the milk of God's word. And ensure that you are established in it. Do you understand? It's a much difficult work now. Praise the Lord. Hakaba Sata. Brethren, what God is doing here today. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Shout out, shout out. Who is there? Who? It's a different job. That's a different work altogether. Right? Praise God. And then when I'm done with that, I need to teach you the lonely path. I need to teach you the lonely path. The path of John the Baptist. Alone in the wilderness. Can you make it? Can you survive it? Alone in the wilderness, eating only locust and wild honey. You are not going for the parties. You are not going for family reunion. You are not going for social function. You are not going for your best friend's wedding. You didn't go for your cousin's funeral. You are just in the wilderness. Can you live that life? And all you are doing is prepare you the way of the Lord. Screaming it out, right? And at the end of the day, they take off your neck. At the end of the day, they take off your neck. And they love not their lives. Unto what? Unto the dead. Paul said, for you have not yet resisted sin to blood shedding. Do you understand? So the man that will become this house of God must be, his mind must be, these are the things that must be inside of him. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I want to say something. Yes. On, on, on um, Saturday, Yes. Last Saturday. Yeah. Um, earlier last week, I was reading John, right? And and 
and I was sharing with Emmanuel uh, on Saturday that that I was reading, and I got stuck as where they said John um, um, John he was not the light, but he came to bear witness, and I got stuck at witness, and I was and I found myself thinking about what did John witness because we didn't really see it there, right? Like we saw so like this and said like from the womb and everything, and then we just saw saw him and like directly from the wilderness. And 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 like he just kept on just like going on in my mind. What did John witness? And then and then um we came for that meeting, right? And 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 I was thinking about it and uh, Pastor Oche stood up and he talked about the four faces and, and the four um distances, like the four people that we've mentioned. Right, yes, my when you said John the Baptist, something again was going on in my heart, right? And then today, when you were talking just some minutes ago, you 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 helped me answer the question about what how how to find out what John witnessed because because as you were speaking, like just like you said, um, if you want to find out about John, look to Elijah, and then in my heart. And I just man in my heart suggestion said like was like go and study Elijah. Right? And and in my mind I was already like okay, yes, like I I can seem to get answers for what John witnessed. I look at Elijah, right? And and then now as you were talking and and you were talking to me and all you were talking about was John the Baptist and the life that he lived. And so like like I'm just I'm just saying that. Like I'm just confirming that question I was asking. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I just want to contribute to the discussion about saints. I used to be one of those people who was weirded out by when people say, oh, um, Elijah walks into the room. Hello, is Jesus we're supposed to look at, right? But then I had an encounter sometime in 2019 with a saint and it just bamboozled my theology. Like it just destroyed everything I thought I knew. And the Lord began to take me through, um, I don't know what, what to call it. He, he made me realize that it wasn't heresy. And I'll just show you what he showed me. Um, this is for Emmanuel. I'm going to read um, the end of Hebrews 11. This is the hall of faith. After um, the scriptures talk about um, by faith Abraham did this by faith Noah did that the ninth says and all these having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise verse 40 God having provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect apart from us meaning that there is a job we're supposed to do together with the family in heaven there's stuff that they did that in a sense they didn't quite finish because they passed on the baton to us. I mean, even Jesus that you say we are looking at had a visitation with saints, Moses and Elijah on the mountain of transfiguration. So there's something we're supposed to do together. So when a saint appears, there's an order. Like for instance, maybe there's a, a way your life is meant to be led. Maybe King David appeared to you and he's, he's showing you the order of your life. Is something he did or a path that he took. Like um, Francis was saying, it doesn't mean that your life has to be after his verbatim, but there's something about his life that is for you. 
and a basin is being passed to you basically that's praise the lord please go and listen to open book were you at open book on tuesday i took time to 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 teach it i took time to teach i went to um, hebrews chapter 12 for we have hebrews chapter 12 i taught it from hebrews chapter 12 for we have come to mount zion so where you are now you are a spirit being if you see yourself as a man of flesh and blood you will never fulfill destiny you will, not, you will not fulfill destiny. You can touch it, but you won't fulfill it. Because de destiny, is, there are limitations that the natural man can do. The faith of a natural man can't go far. Because he walks by sight. Right? He walks by sight. Praise God. So the first thing, the critical foundation that a believer must have in his life is that I have come to Mount Zion. And Mount Zion is a spiritual place. Mount Zion is not a natural place. Now, in, in those days when we used to have Cam Daniel and Cam Josiah a lot, particularly Cam Josiah, I used to love Cam Josiah. You know why? The visitations were raw. Raw. I'm telling you. The children would see and see because they are so pure. They are clean. Kamjosiah is age 8 to 12. So all of those children were prophetic. They will see all kinds of things. You know? Um, what took me here now? Huh? Yes, you have come to Mount Zion. So in those days, some of the things that those children used to say is that we're having the meeting, but we are not here. It was a constant he said, we are, the meeting is in heaven. We went to meeting to go and have the meeting. We are here. The meeting is here. All the teaching, drama, everything going on is here. But you will see children that will tell you, we were not here. All of us were in heaven. All of us were in the presence of God. Were having, do you understand? Why? You are in Mount Zion. So they were actually seeing our function and our participation. Fellowshipping in heavenly places in Christ Jesus right? Now the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 3, it said, for this reason I bow my knees to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole world family, where are some of them? Where are the others? On the earth. Are named. So it's one family. Is it possible for, the, for God to bring all his family together for one convocation? Both those in heaven and those on the earth. If he wants to do it, how will he do it? Is he going to bring those ones back in the flesh to show us? You are spirit. So he will just send their spirit here. All our spirits will mingle in a congregation, in a convocation, in a meeting, in worship. And so what will happen? Those in our midst that have the gifts of discernment of spirits can see. Those that have prophetic by knowing will know. I sense the spirit of so-and-so is here. Or I sense that so-and-so is here. They are not coming to replace Jesus. They are coming to bear a witness. Maybe they live the life that you are trying to teach the people. And God is saying, go, go, go into their midst. Let them see that a man once lived like that. So he will bring, they will come. They will come with their aroma. Come with their what they did. And then you will see, the preacher will notice that the atmosphere is easier. 
to teach those things. And then the people are understanding it. There's impartation going on. That's just what happens. Praise God. Do you understand that? Yes. Are you enjoying fellowship today? <laughs> right? Um, so, um, thank you so much, Mama. Thank you so much, everyone that contributed. Um, I think I was always, I, I, uh, like true scriptures, I, I, I know about, I don't, don't even say I know, so it's not pride. But I, I'm aware of visitation of saints. And even in this company, you know, when you go to, I'm aware of saints can visit and everything. I think where the um, perception, where the misconception came was when I thought, are we meant to worship them? No, Which no. Which you clarified. No, no, no. We're not meant to worship them at all, at all. Then, Do you understand? Yes. Even to honor them, I'm, I'm a bit careful in throwing that honor, apart from just teaching what they did, particularly in, in, in worship and in prayer, so that we don't go, we don't break spiritual laws. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Because if you remember, in the book of Revelations, after the angel finished showing John everything, that, as he knelt down to, the angel said, don't. It's God that we worship. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Uh -huh. What I'm just saying is that they come, it takes maturity to understand the operations going on and to know what they don't forget what I said. Many people see visions and we have dreams, we have revelations. We go, we continue life as normal. Nothing is changing. Why? Because the people lack interpretation. So we have found much grace and much favor with God that these things are being taught. The portals for these things to, to, to be taught us are open, they are being taught. And then God is sending witnesses, confirmation, and then we are able to understand what they are saying. So from their visits, I know, I've just told you now, can I hear you why? Because there are things you must learn. That's what he taught. That's the commission they gave him, right? So he taught that ability to live by this word, literally live by the word for every need of your life. That is the, is a major headache for believers. We haven't been able to cut it yet. Many believers have not been able to cut it yet. In fact, where, 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 where we're coming from, some of the things that they were saying before my husband, my husband took over the microphone and changed the atmosphere. Because it was like we're just in Babylon learning the principles of this world, how to make money, how to buy a house, how to do this, how to do that. The kingdom of God, we have our lifestyle. We have a way, there's a, funk, there's a way that faith works. That God will prosper a child of God walking in the spirit depending on his word. It's different from the principles of the world. We are not like the world. Okay? Now, will God give us the things that the world people have? Yes. He said in his scripture, he will give it to us. He didn't say it's a sin for you to have them. He just said, seek the kingdom, I will give them to you. That's what he said. So he didn't say when you have a car, you have, you have sinned. You are no longer walking in the spirit. But he's saying, don't get it the way the wicked gets it. That's just what he's saying. He said, I have my own way of giving it to you. Don't labor like the wicked. Don't be like the wicked. Come, let me teach you my own way. So he wants you to learn that way. But you will be foolish if you learn that way and you think you have arrived at the capstone of God. That was elementary. For, because you need that for where he's taking you to. Jesus said it's important for man to learn 
not only by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Have you used the word to deal with fear? Have you used the word to deal with headache? Have you used the word to deal with raising your children? Have you used the word to deal with? Do you understand what I'm saying? Have you mastered it? It's a curriculum. It's a model. Do you understand? Then you enter into the thing that John taught. Repentances. Baptisms. Allocations. Why? Because every man here has been called to ministry. Every man here has been called to ministry. That's another level. Every man here has a lot, has an allocation, has a role to play. I was talking to one of my sons yesterday and I told him, Claire, I said, you are not just going to be a great man, you are going to be a minister of the gospel. And I want to be sure that you are well raised before I will let you go. Do you understand what I'm saying? So some of you now, I'm going to be holding you now by neck. My parenting style has changed. My parenting style has changed. I'm telling you. I'm going to put boundaries. I'm going to put barriers. But I want you to know it is not for myself. It is for your good. So that the word of the Lord over your life can be fulfilled. Otherwise, we will never be discipled. I wish somebody discipled me like this. I wish I was discipled like this. By now, I'll be translocating at will. <laughs> As if that is the highest operation of God. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. And then the next level is Moses. Moses was a type of Christ. Full measure. Yes. Yes. He was a type of Christ. So that it is possible for a man to walk with God. And change, and change, and change, and change, and change until he's at par with that height called Christ. So in this place, God is going to give, it, give us the secret. A man that corruption could not touch his body. A man that transcended his realms. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So mystics are going to rise from here. Don't, on Tuesday I told God, I said, God, there's mysticism in Christianity. Uh, explain to me, let me understand. After a while, there are things that don't need explanation. You enter into operations. But a man cannot enter operations if he has not been grounded in the foundations. He will enter into error. He will turn to Satan. So do you understand the building pattern? So we need a lot of grace. A lot of intercession. A lot of humility. A lot of fastings. Because Satan is not just going to be saying, oh, they are doing something great for God. Let's have a party. Okay, let's just leave them and go. Forget you have, we have lost. No, 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 no. They will still try. 
will still try to knock you off course. Now, in a journey, in a journey, when we start a journey, and that point is where you're going, and you start your journey here. If from here, you take a point zero 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 one turn outside of the straight line that would take you there, right? And the journey here to here is supposed to take you five years, and you take a, a point zero zero one turn. You are going to walk for 50 years. You will never get to that place. Because of a little turn you took. So it takes a lot of spiritual strength to build according to precision, to build according to pattern. Because there are winds that will be talking to you. There are desires inside the hearts of people that will be talking to you when you are preaching. They want to knock you off course. So for you to stay focused and teach or not just teach, practice, okay? Establish courses in your ministry that ensures that you get to where God has determined that his people will get to. There is no man. Did Moses lack food to eat? Eh? Is he not the one that called that manna from heaven? He called quail when they said they wanted chicken. He said, oh yeah, oh, let's give them chicken. How do we do it? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? There are operations. Of, there's a place a man gets to. His desire, his desire, just his longing alone, causes a manifestation. I'm telling you the truth. I've even experienced some of it at my small level. There are some things that I'm like, oh, it will be good to have this. Oh, this. And then it will come by itself. Moses one day cried, oh, that I might drink from the um, um, river at the gate of Bethlehem, right? What happened? Three men left and broke down the Philistines' garrison and went and fetched the water for him. Just because he expressed a desire. So the things that men seek... Bible says we shouldn't seek them. The only way you will not seek them, let me tell you, there's nothing like seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing shall be added. You will seek it. The only way you will not seek it is if you are seeking, if you are being taught to seek God's word. They have to train you to do it. Because man by himself cannot not but seek those things. He hasn't seen the kingdom of God we are talking about. Eh, the kingdom is within you. What does it look like? The kingdom he's seen is lucky. Phase one. The kingdom he's seen is Dubai. When believers go to Dubai and come back, they want to reprove. The new Nigeria they are talking about is different from the new Nigeria I'm talking about. Oh. Me and them all have the same new Nigeria. I'm just telling you the truth. When they come from Dubai and back, new Nigeria. We need a new Nigeria. We must have a new Nigeria. Now, am I saying there's something wrong with good roads, uh, state of the art, whatever, whatever? There's nothing wrong with those. If they need it, if we need it, there's nothing wrong. You can have it. But that's not the pursuit of God. Is that the pursuit of God? Now, let me ask you, is it God that built Dubai? Let's, let's do a workshop. Right? Let's dissect. Let's, let's talk to, with our senses now as natural men, not as spiritual men. Is it God that designed Dubai? Is it God that built Dubai? 
Is it sons of God that dreamed, designed, built and running Dubai? Who, who hesitated before answering that? No. Did anybody hesitate? I said, is it sons of God? I mean, when I mean sons of God, I mean sons of righteousness. Those who are born again, filled with the Spirit. Are they the ones who designed, modeled, built, and is running Dubai? Who built Dubai? Eh? Tell me, tell me, who built Dubai? The prince of Egypt. Pharaoh. Sons of darkness. Sons of Belial. Now, the reason why all those things are being built is so that you will go, whoa, whoa, my soul longeth after thee. My soul longs for these in a dry and thirsty land like Nigeria where there is no water. Let's relocate. Let's relocate. Many people have relocated because of green grass. Green carpet. Some people have relocated because of accent. They want their children to speak with American accent. Oh, you are laughing. You are laughing. I'm serious. Some people have relocated because of accent. Some people have relocated because they want their children to get the best quality education. Some people have relocated because they are just tired of lights. They just entered. See, when we went to drop my son in school. Hey, Jesus. If you see the boys' hostel, eh? I'm telling you the truth. I'm not lying to you. No, I've not gone to any hotel in this Lagos that their bathroom is as good as the bathroom for those children in a university. Hostel. If you see the bathroom, Hey, Jesus. If you see the new hostel, self, eh? I told my husband, I said, no Nigerian boy can come here. I want to go back to Nigeria. It's not possible. You have to have four eyes. Seven eyes. One stone with seven eyes. You have to have seven eyes. <laughs> It's 622. Fellowship time don't reach, don't pass. But we're enjoying fellowship, right? Oh my God. Hallelujah. So the purpose of all those things is to hinder you from seeing the glory of God. That's all. There's no other reason. There's no other. It's just to hinder you from seeing the glory of God. They are, they are, they are inventions from the womb of Satan to take man on a journey outside the journey that God has laid out for him. So if they don't raise you properly, even in the spirit, when John saw it, he marveled. Eh? He marveled. They had to tell him to calm down. We will show you the end of this thing. We will show you the end of this thing. Praise God. So, but you know, there are some circles. Even if, even if I prepare this message to preach, if I enter there, they will close my mouth. The atmosphere will just seize your mouth. You can't talk. If you want to talk, you make a mistake. And you offend them the more. They will take stones and throw you and throw at you. I used to be in gatherings when I'm preaching. I say, some of, some of them are throwing stones at me. 
I could see it. Their hearts. Phew. Get out of here. We don't want you here. Don't say these things here. And then I will laugh. I'll say some of you are throwing stones at me. I will say it. I say some of you are throwing stones at me. I can see. Thank you, Jesus. It's the making of the new man. The making of the man of the kingdom. The making of Christ in us. The Bible says, it says, when this journey is over, he said, the weak amongst you will be like what? Like David. The weak amongst you will be like David. I've been reading David. With the new lights we have received recently, I went back again to read David. I've, I've, I've recent, just in the past one week or so, I've read First Samuel, Second Samuel, Kings, First Kings. It's different for me. It's different. He said, the weakest amongst you shall be like David. He said, but the Davids, those of you here already, who are already functioning in that level of maturity, the Bible says you will be like the angel of the Lord. That's the stature of Moses. That's the stature of Christ. You're no longer an ordinary man. In every expression, in every dimension, you are beyond corruption. You can't be corrupted in the spirit and even in your flesh. Moses' body did not decompose. That's what that corruption is all about. His body did not decompose. They say, God killed him. Where? Come and show me where they put him. He entered into God. He's somewhere. Why? His ministry is waiting for him. He has not finished his ministry. There were two people that came as a witness when Jesus appeared on, the, on that mountain. Moses and Elijah. Was Elijah do, you, do you have Elijah's uh, uh, burial ground? Elijah's tomb is in Israel. Elijah's tomb is not in Israel. What about Moses' tomb? Is this in Israel? It's not. There's a reason. Corruption couldn't touch those men. Corruption couldn't touch them. So it's, it's possible for a man to feed this word of God and drink the Holy Ghost and he will become another type. The Bible says there are types of flesh. The flesh of animals, the flesh of fish, the flesh of the terrestrial, and the flesh of the celestial. And each flesh has its glory. The glory of those who like to eat a bandenyo 24 7. Eat, 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 eat. And they read some Bible, some. And then there's the glory of those. Who eats the Bible? Eat, 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 eat. And then they eat some ever. Hallelujah. Let's, let's stand up on our feet. I want to tell God your desire. I want you to talk to God about your desire. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank 
Thank you, Jesus. Mashakatana baya baba. Shebronde keredege borojota la baba 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 ya. Jubazuganda kete kepo sokotana ba. Masakata kapa sakapata lika pariana baba san. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my Abashana. I want you to tell God what your desire is. For some of you, you need to change it. You need to change it. You need to change it. For some of us, I want to put myself there. I need to change my desire. And when you change your desire, the pattern of your daily life would also change. The way you normally live your daily life, when you wake up in the morning and how you carry your 24 hours will have to change. That one is what I want God to do for us. So me, that great grace will come to us to change the pattern of our daily lives so that we can become what God wants us to become. Otherwise, I can preach it and not become it. The secret is not in the preaching of it. It's that I am able to live it out. for grace to labor in the word of God eh? we need grace to labor in the word I want to ask God to give us grace to labor in the word Thank you, Jesus. Abaya gaba baba bashika tana bayandere dege bozotaya. Please, I must confess to you. That is a template I have received so that you do not look at me like I'm another man. I'm not. You and I are living here to go and work on that template. I'm going to work on that template myself. So as a people, Father, we're asking for grace to be poured upon us to labor with you. In the name of Jesus. There's already access to everyone who is in this company. Everyone who is in this company should not struggle when you enter into the place of prayer. I believe many of you are already experiencing it. But it is the portion of every single person here. If you're not experiencing it, you're shortaging yourself. Because that already ought to be sitting on us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I ask you to help anyone struggling here.
Those who are struggling, Father, I ask for help. In the name of Jesus. Father, those who are foolish, remove foolishness from us. I judge foolishness. I judge lukewarmness. In the name of Jesus. I judge ungodly appetite for food. Distorted appetite for food. Lack of self-control. I bring it to judgment. In the name of Jesus. So prande se katana bababaya. Eliga dugo dege 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 bozuka tayana gababaya. Thank you, Father. Shebaruzo tanabaya. Shebaruzo takoshayala babayandere de boruzata. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you for helping us in this journey. Thank you for helping us in this journey. Thank you for helping us in this journey. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Pastor, please come and uh, um, minister communion. thank you for the bread we thank you for the wine we thank you father Lord as we eat and drink it will nourish our soul it will nourish our bodies in the name of Jesus Lord we receive life we receive life we receive life in our souls and in our bodies in the name of Jesus we come against every sickness and diseases in the body and in the soul. As we eat, may they disappear in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. So you can come up and...
Hallelujah. Is anyone worshiping with us for the first time? Hallelujah. Okay, wow. You're welcome. Hallelujah. Can we put our hands together for them? Hallelujah. 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 God bless you. Uh, we we'll meet here every Saturday by 3 p.m. Hallelujah. So we shall see more of you. Hallelujah. God bless you. This Kevadulam. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So please um, um, let's um, endeavor to ensure that um, we continue with other meetings also. Um, on Thursdays, Mechizedek, most of us are not used to coming to Mechizedek. Hallelujah. So I want to indulge us. I want to appeal to us uh, to create time for Mechizedek school and also preparing his bride on Saturday like this. Hallelujah. Um, if you have your offering, let's, let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's just open our mouth and begin to bless the name of God. Let's, um, let's appreciate him for today, for the blessing. Let's go ahead and bless him. Let's go ahead and bless him. Let's worship him. Let's give him praise. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you for today. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your grace and your spirit that have helped us today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We appreciate you from the depth of our heart for that which you did today. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Okay, let's share the grace. Can, um, can I, you know, if you want to, either in dollar or in naira, anyone, whichever one, hallelujah. And this, this naira is not dollar, but you are permitted to you are permitted to you know, to put that dollar, your pounds yeah, 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 we'll do that yes, yes, we'll do that praise God amen 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 thumbs in the name of Jesus, thank you, Father, for power, for establishing your people in the covenant. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We call spells broken. Amen. We judge enchantments against your people, against their finances. In the name of Jesus. Command a release in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, kingdom praying women. Hallelujah. So let's remember tomorrow there's going to be a video um, Zoom meeting. But um, if you can find your way to the cave, 
I think that will be good. Hallelujah. Starting from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Hallelujah. Um, also on Monday, hallelujah, starting by 10. Praise God. So let's ensure to be here. Also, men also are welcome, Abby. Mama. Everybody, uh, everybody. is welcome. <laughs> and I want you to invite people. Make sure you come here on Monday with someone. Okay. Because their lives will never be the same. Whether it's a man or a woman, make sure you bring someone for the meeting on Monday. Yes, you can go ahead. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, we can share the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Spirit be with us now forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercies is following us all the days of our lives as we are the house of the Lord now and forever. Amen. Shalom. God bless us. Amen.